Okay, welcome to Average Joe's Podcast. Uh, this is Zygmunt Maloney from Chicago, Illinois, and I am in Lincoln Park. And I'm joined today by... My Grant Harajan, and I'm also in Chicago, Illinois. I am in the Uptown Buena Park area, so fairly close to Ziggy, but still we, a, we got a little ways away. We're a 15-minute bike ride. Anyways, <laughs> in this podcast, we just wanted to set up a a weekly podcast and just talk for like 20, 25 minutes. Um, there's always something to talk about, and I think it's pretty easy to get that sorted out. So definitely this is hopefully will turn into a regular thing. Um, this is recorded on January 5th, and hopefully it'll be out by tonight. Um, January so, 5th, 2016, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. It's a new Crazy year. to say that now. The first, the first podcast of the new year. Um, so anyways, a little bit of the schedule we're going to go through. We're going to talk about the Chicago Dodgeball Open, which will be played this Saturday mm-hmm. um, at DePaul. And we'll talk a little bit about the rest of the season. We'll touch lately on the Michigan Dodgeball Cup at MSU and Nationals at BGSU in April. So we'll talk about the CDO to start with. Grant, you want to take us introduce us? Well, I, I currently am a coach for the DePaul Dodgeball Society. Um, played there for three years, starting sophomore year, junior year, senior year. Um, and it's good to see that they're hosting a tournament now, this whole group. Um, Nico Nodell is the president. Um, Abby Boken, vice president. Um, Alex Scott, who is, who is an officer. I think he's the treasurer, I want to say. And Brian Heimel, who is the secretary, I want to say. Um, they're a good group of, uh, of officers, so I think this tournament is going to be pretty well run, um, at least compared to a few years past when things have been a little shaky. Um, though we haven't, we haven't had poor leadership forever, of course. I'm, I'm proud to say that DePaul's had some pretty good presidents, but based on this group and the time that I've spent with them being coach, uh, I think this, this is going to be a pretty well-run tournament. Uh, we got Saginaw, Saginaw Valley coming in. Should yeah, be a pretty well formidable done. contest there. Uh, Akron, a new team, right? This is their first year. Um, and as you said, this is the first time in 11 years that we're going to see a DePaul JV squad. Um, so that's going to be, yeah, this Saturday and I'll be refing for that tournament too, um, which is a a fairly new experience for me though. I have seen, I played elite and such, uh, elite dodgeball, which is separate from NCDA, but uh, I've been around hyper competitiveness for a while, uh, especially with dodgeball. So Looking forward to refing, and I think it's going to be a, a very fun tournament with uh, some pretty good competition for these newer teams in Saginaw Valley. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so our schedule for the CDO is not set yet, but we have a little idea of who team, what teams are coming. It's been kind of last minute because this kind of falls very very early in the in the schedule for most teams and it's actually the first week after the poll started they started yesterday akron versus depaul the ratings for the gonzalez system are pretty even so that means that this could be a close match when you're examining depaul it's always you got to look at the first couple points are the first couple points going to be competitive or are they going to be blown out? And DePaul always makes an effort to be competitive at the first couple points. Don't you agree, Grant? 
Yeah, I mean, they there is the reputation of, of jokesters and of, like, playing around, which obviously kind of still remains. Um, but at the same time, with this group, we got a lot of new freshmen that are really interested and that are making a, a very strong effort to better themselves at this, at dodgeball in general. Even, the, even practice uh, yesterday, which you were there at, uh, Ziggy, and you were coaching them. And I think you could tell that they all showed some serious interest and uh, some serious improvement over the quarter. So, but I know that the DePaul freshmen have definitely improved. And of course, there's the factor of players like Nico and Brian, who are very competitive uh, in their own right, having played elite and uh, outside tournaments like that. This is going to be a very close match. Akron is pretty strong. They're very consistent. Um, and when I was coaching people, the, the DePaul team yesterday, it was basically just me going left or right and then getting them to throw together and then coming, you know, making the other team throw and then coming back. And I was just surprised they were listening to me. Um, right. Enough, cause I was going to mention that. They're, yeah. They were listening. And you were, I mean, you were, you were obviously very passionate about it. And it was, it's pretty clear that people, even though they're new, they they kind of understand who you are. Like we've kind of that's explained right. to them, hey, that's Ziggy. Like he's the director of officiating, and he's been here for a long time. But yeah, I mean, people have a tendency to get you know crazy with each other and joke around a lot during practices. But when we go into tournament mode, I think we like the stress. Uh, I think this points to the leadership too this year that you know there's these are tournaments. Like these teams aren't going to hold back on you. These guys are going to blast you in the face if they get the opportunity. Yeah, and I think it was really cool that they were listening to you. <laughs> that was nice. So. Yeah, no, it was it was interesting. Um, so that'll be a close match, and in the Gonzalez system, DePaul because they're hosting at home, they get an extra three points. So their rating is going to jump up to about thirty-eight, and Akron's about thirty-nine with change, of course, because we go three decimal points. But uh, that should be really close. If DePaul manages to make an upset, because it's still a, a technical favor to Akron, if DePaul makes makes an upset, they'll have a, a little bit extra points, and that'll be good for them. If But Akron will definitely win some points if, if they manage to pull out a win on DePaul, which would be definitely good for them. I don't know. People ask me, they they're like, how, do, how can I improve my team's ranking? It's just playing teams that are your level and beating right. them, essentially. And it's not about playing more more games. Still, it, the best way is just play somebody at your skill level, try to go for the win, and if not, have fun, because that's my, my my old DePaul-ness kicking in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on to the next potential match, which would be Saginaw Valley versus Akron. So Saginaw Valley checking 49.264, which is pretty high. Uh, in the Gonzalez system, that's fifth. They got a pretty good. They, they've they used to be a lot higher, but um, because Gonzalez is a historical system, it kind of keeps a little bit of the strength. But within eight or so matches, you can change change your stars essentially. Right. Saginaw has fallen, but they haven't fallen that far, and and it helps them when they're playing uh, strong teams like Grand Valley Central. It helps them they're playing those kinds of teams because. If they get a win, they get lots of points because they're those teams are ranked ahead of them. And in other systems, they, it's a strength of schedule thing. So I think they're doing pretty well. And 
their current standings is not a strong indication of where they could be. But it always depends on on how teams travel, and that's that's part of this this whole organization is what kind yeah, of team is is Saginaw going to bring? They're definitely a pretty strong team in comparison to Akron and DePaul, and I know Spencer Jardine was there for a while, wasn't he? I mean, like what was he like? Yeah, six years, seven, twelve, fifteen years, something like that. Twenty five years. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, yeah, they were they've been a strong. Uh, team for uh, quite some time um, like you said they've fallen off a little bit but not that far from the days of when they were in the finals and I think it's kind of similar to the Big East for basketball for the NCAA uh, they're just a very strong conference and when you play teams like that even if you're a weaker team like like DePaul who is in the in the Big East you sure. see them facing teams like UConn and Louisville and stuff like that when they were in that conference and they would get smashed, and then you realize those teams are really good. So then the DePaul men's team will play a team that's out of their conference, and it's like, oh, DePaul sucks, they're not going to win, and they kill them. But that's because they play such, yeah. high comp- com- such high competition that when they face lower-level teams, they just destroy them. Um, so I think Saginaw is going to kind of bring that attitude here into this tournament where they face that tougher competition, and DePaul and Akron are going to have – their hands full with a Saginaw team that is looking to compete and get back into the championship after not having been there for a little while. Yeah. And it definitely speaking to the captains from Saginaw over the, over the time of the season, they're new, new to the officership essentially. And they've been asking a lot of questions, which is amazing. It's always great as an executive board, like we're here to help. So uh, I really appreciate it. So a, a decent shout out to them for asking questions and and talking about their own hosting experiences and travel and stuff like that. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, Saginaw's, they're not going to hold back at all. So uh, I think we got, I believe there's around like 15-ish new freshmen for DePaul. We've been trying to tell them, you know, it's good to get this tournament experience, but you're going to have some bruises. <laughs> yeah, You will have some bruises. And I think Saginaw... And Akron, too, as well as an up-and-coming up program, are going to be looking to deliver those bruises. So it's going to be interesting seeing a team like Saginaw come up for the CDO, which was originally the DUI, but we changed it to CDO for, yeah. for this tournament move made by President Nico. <laughs> yeah, because I, well, I talked to him, and I was like, when I was sorting out the schedule, and he's like, we don't have another event scheduled. And I was like, well, it'd be a shame to not have a CDO because we've had it. This will be the seventh or eighth. We don't know for sure, but it's it's going to be the seventh recorded CDO. Yeah, it's an annual CDO. thing, and it's it's an annual thing. And if there's no guarantees for another event that DePaul can host, um, many times we get we've historically been bumped by club volleyball, um, <laughs> like frisbee. I think bumped us one time. Frisbee, and it was for practice oh, yeah. for their practice. Oh, and they they bumped our event. I think. Um, but anyways, it's at, at least we have a CDO because that's yes. it's a really it's a third it's the third oldest event in the league. I look back at the records and we have the Michigan Dodgeball Cup, which traditionally held for by MSU, yeah. and the second one would be Nationals, and it's always and then this is the third. Yeah, this yeah. Is so we need to keep that tradition alive rather than having the 
uh, controversially named DUI. <laughs> I think it was a good move to change it. Won it won the vote. It yeah. won the vote. Uh, so I think we've gone to the first couple of things and or the first three teams, but there's also going to introduce uh, DePaul JV because of basically new rules. Essentially, DePaul's never had a, a JV team play. There's no record of it, and there's, we just tended to have our varsity matches count anyway, which is, or just counted as a regular varsity match. Yeah, and it's it also goes a little bit far back. Like there used to be a rule where you can, as long as you had a roster of twenty people set for one event or one match, I should say, you can splice it up between different things. Um, the league voted on that two years ago. They said twenty people, one event which encompasses like 24 to 48 hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, you, if you come to Nationals, bring one team. Um, and that's kind of opened the door a little bit for JV teams to expand in the league. And that's basically why DePaul is, is, host, is looking to host JV matches at this event is just because there's so many people that want to play and it's hard to limit to 20 people, especially when you're at home. Right, and I think it's it can get complicated. It can make some things complicated with JV and, and varsity. And I'm sure there's going to be some people slighted when they're put on JV instead of varsity sure. because you just feel like it's a lower tier. But at the same time, it's good because it shows that there's a lot of people that want to play, that there's a lot of people that are interested. And I think that's always good for something like dodgeball, which, like you said, we got bumped by Frisbee. So <laughs> Frisbee's it's- practice. It's not it even an event. event. It was, yeah, it wasn't even an event. So it's nice to see dodgeball get some recognition and uh, gain some support just from individuals that want to play it. So it's nice to see that there are enough people for a JV squad. Uh, that's just my take on it. It's yeah. good to see that there's enough people to make that. There's enough interest. Definitely. I think it's great. So. Um, just, uh, we'll go over a light schedule for the rest of the, right now there's only one on the docket for January. That's the UK invite hosted by University of Kentucky. Um, a couple events sporadic out that have not been named yet. Please name your events to awesome, cool names so I can put them in the records. This is what I, I look at it. This is the only thing I do essentially nowadays. Well, I had a really dumb thought. You said UK invite, and the first thing that I thought of was the United Kingdom, and I just imagined a... everyone traveling out to to Great Britain. They have a <laughs> they college dodgeball in Scotland. They oh, have a college goodness. game there. They, I, I think they had their their nationals a little while back. Um, oh, is that true? Yeah. So they're the UK dodgeball league. It's UK UK DBA. I believe something like that they basically have like divisions so like their college division is a bunch of college colleges but it's it's formed into the giant country league so uh they have like a high school division and maybe something like that or maybe junior uh college professional semi-pro similar like that but Mm -hmm. um they they have some teams out there they play with weird balls though they're like kind of oh, volleyball skin. They're not standard. Yeah, they're like volleyball skin balls that um, are not totally easy to throw, and like you can't get a lot of speed on them, and they're like super easy to catch. 
Um, so they're inferior is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't want to call them inferior, but they are. It's a different style <laughs> that is probably yeah. definitely worse than the style that we play. Yeah, and it's, it's like worse than foam. I don't, I don't want to get into it, but it's just like it's a it's a weird thing and i'm sure they have different they have rubber dodgeball there too and and foam is just as well but you know it it's it's part of the the thing of the sport it's very very ad hoc it's whatever you get and yeah varies by country basically yeah <laughs> one of the only sports that varies so dramatically because the ball changes <laughs> yeah, it does. that's crazy um, but they, you know, it's, I think one very long ago, maybe three or four years ago, we were uh, contemplating inviting some of them over. And I think it, it got really close where James Madison might play uh, UK, I think it was the Bedford Bulls, mm-hmm. um, which would have been cool. It would have been the first intercollegiate dodgeball match. Yeah, that would have been awesome. See a International character. intercollegiate. Well, yeah. Um... Well, speaking of Jan Madison, they have the Beast um, scheduled for February 13th, which should be an awesome tournament because it's just so big. There's bound to be something wild that happens there. It's called Beast, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> it's no. a, a name to live up to, but I think it will. Um, the Michigan Dodgeball Cup, traditionally held in February. This one, it's going to be February 27th. Should be good. Held, hosted by MSU. Uh, Wisconsin Platteville is looking for people, Saginaw looking for people, Central looking for people across the, that time. And there's also WKU looking for people as well. So there's there's a pretty solid matches left to go. Yeah, and especially because I don't know how it's been in other states, um, but at least in Chicago, this has been an incredibly mild winter in terms of weather. So I think oh, yeah. if you're going to travel and have a great deal of tournaments – during the winter and during January, this year and this time is the time to do it. It was like 50s or something earlier yeah, today. And gas crazy. is so cheap. Why Why aren't you taking advantage of everyone? The gas right. is like $2 a gallon here. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it, it was $5 a gallon when uh, DePaul, in 2010, when DePaul was, had the most amount of matches played in the season. And we spent a lot of money on gas and We're blessed. Yeah. We're and, blessed nowadays. I hope people take advantage of that. No, definitely. Um, we've had 95 matches so far this season, which still is, it, it staggers the mind. And I, there's a, I think I'd done a little bit of number work a couple months ago to, to figure out like what's a sustainable number we yeah. can have based on, on our location. And it's like something like, probably do 250 matches before nationals if everybody was hosting hosting stuff and and we even had like 25 teams but imagine that was uh more national and and we had more teams that were there's a batch of team batch of colleges in arizona that are possibly setting up or say we had like the whole west coast we could easily so it's doable yeah it is 250 matches that's basically like a goal i think yeah, no, it's it's in a it's a nice bar, and I think we could do it. Even I mean, nationals tags on 30, 30 matches, and back then nationals used to function as the season because you maybe had ten matches before that. Um, yeah, 
and it was like single matches too. It was like from ten oh. to two hundred and fifty. Yeah, that was. This sport has grown quite a bit. Basically, from August first to the Monday after nationals is what defines our season. Um, two hundred and fifty events in there, plus thirty. 32 36 depending on what nationals you're you're going to but that that's a huge goal that i think we might become very close to this week this this season we can only hope yeah i mean with 10 more events on the docket close nationals it's good i think i trust the leadership from scanning around the league um, especially like Nico, obviously, I think is very trustworthy. And there's guys like, uh, I think it's Tyrell Smith uh, from BGSU. Everyone just kind of has connections, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's kind of becoming more connected with one another. So I think that's going to help, and especially with the weather and all that. These are just intangibles that will help everyone bring each other together because no one wants to travel when it's negative 10 degrees. Yeah, but, and the thing about people is uh, a lot of the new guys are like, oh, I don't want to drive in a car for six to eight hours, uh, depending on where you're going. But like that's that's probably the best thing about this college league of ours is those you put those college students in the cars and then they enter- entertain themselves for that amount of time. Right. I think the <laughs> pretty big amount of bonds are, are gained in that. And you yeah. look at... DePaul's traditional gaming car. That yeah, we play Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers all the way there. Yeah. It's great. A lot uh, of fun. Nothing but high hopes for the league going into the rest of the season. And, uh, yeah. I'm excited, especially for the CDO. And that's going to be the first tournament of 2016. Yes, very nice. All right, I think that about caps off our podcast for today. Um, like I said, we'll we'll do a little bit, try to get this going every week. Just have uh, I'll pick some pick down somebody to, you know, talk with for about 20, 25 minutes, and it should be really easy. But I've learned that if if it's not happening, I go do it myself. So I am Zygmunt Maloney from Chicago, uh, Lincoln Park. And I'm Grant Harajan, also from Chicago, Uptown Buena Park area, DePaul Dodgeball Society, and NCDA uh, staff content writer. Thank you very much, Ziggy, for having me on this podcast. And I'm hoping that the first tournament of 2016, Chicago Dodgeball Open, goes smoothly. Should be a very exciting one. It's a pleasure. This is Average Joe's podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Average Joe's podcast. Be sure to check out more episodes of Average Shows on iTunes or our website, ncdadodgeball.com. Until next time, just remember the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and die. Bye-bye.